Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about truth is progressive. So the other day we talked about the native language of heaven, the native language of God is truth, learning how to speak the truth in love. We talked about how nothing is impossible for God, except for one thing, it's impossible for him to lie. Now, as I was thinking about this, this concept came to my mind. In my book, The Eighth Date, we got a section on how truth is progressive. And so we're going to read that section today. I'm going to pull it up here about how truth is progressive. Give me one second here. So here's, here's what it says in my book, The Eighth Date. It says, God is orderly and sequential, and truth is no different. Truth is universally true no matter where you are. But the truth must start as a seed and progress through levels. For example, God has planted truth in our heart. But it must progress into our mind and then into our body and then into the material world. Truth is progressive or sequential. It must go through phases of growth. God always builds in layers. Think of the earth. It has layers with the inner core, the crust, and more. Our skin also was was built with multiple layers. God has somewhere he wants to take us, but he must teach us in layers. If you're teaching your children how to read, you must first teach them the alphabet and then all the letters. They must learn the sounds the letters make. Then they must learn how to use the different combinations of letters that make special sounds. Then they can start reading smaller words, then bigger words, and then so on. And eventually they become fluent. You can't just jump to reading bigger words. Truth is progressive, and we must follow the laws of growth to see truth progressing in our life. I've observed in my own life that God will often show me some things, but I have no idea what to do with them. And then over the course of time, he adds another layer onto things, and then things begin to make sense. And so, Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into your kingdom that's built on truth. We thank you that Jesus was smitten so that you could fight for us. And then we get to walk out our days connected to you. You are our healer, our provider. You are more than enough. You're an ever-present help. Jesus, you're the resurrection and the life. You're our confidence. You're our strength. You're the Lord Almighty, the Lord of the heavenly host. You're our righteousness and our peace and our sanctification, the one who makes us holy. God, you're the God of all hope, the God of all grace, the God of all comfort. And you've given us all of these amazing promises in Christ. That for whatever problems we're facing in life, we can give them over to you because you've got a promise for us in Christ. And your word, your promises are truth. Your promises are truth. And we ask you to help us to, to grow in truth. How to understand how truth is progressive. How it grows in our life. How it builds in layers in our life. Help us to understand the balance of the truth. Help us to speak the truth in love. Help us understand whatever it else it is that you're trying to show us in this. And we're going to take communion over this as a way to activate this in our life. 
Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. The Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all the benefits of this new covenant. And so, Father, we just thank you for this bread. And then on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We'd all missed it. We'd all gone astray and God laid upon Jesus the punishment that we deserved. And by his stripes, we've been healed. He was crushed and destroyed by God, smitten by God, so that we could be right and holy and perfect in his sight. All through his one sacrifice. And God raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand. And he raised us up together with him and made us sit together with him. And communion is a celebration of our union with him. So, Father, I thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. And after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. And it's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. His blood washes us and cleanses us Gives us a fresh start in life. We get to walk out this day today in a covenant relationship with God. So, Father, I thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right, so usually after a time of communion, we talk about some health and fitness tips. I think physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. And so this week, our filter has been, our, our weekly reminder has been, find joy in the process. And we talked about this year, our message for this year is God saved the best until now. Finding joy in the process, find joy in your physical workouts. It's an indicator of being more present. And presence is what I call the grace table turner. It gets all those good things that God put within us flowing through us in our life. So that that truth can work through us in our life. So find joy in your movement today. Movement is fun. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center. Dot com.